You're listening to Ari Snapshots, where each fortnight we chat about the science behind the weeds and decode some of the trickier concepts which crop up. Today on Ari Snapshots, we're chatting with University of Queensland Principal Research Fellow for the Centre of Crop Science, Associate Professor Bagarath Chauhan, also known as Sunny to most out in the uh, ag space. And we're going to be talking to him about the emerging weed in the northern grains region, African turnip weed. This was recently featured on Ari Insight and we'll provide the link with the podcast so you can go and read that insight too to get a little bit more information. But first of all, how are you going, Sunny? Yeah, good, good. How are you? I'm really good. So let's kick off. African turnip weed, it is an emerging potential threat in the north for crop farmers. What would the implications be if this weed did take hold? Yeah, I think a few points I want to highlight here. First is its seed production ability. Recently, we found that one plant can produce even up to 100,000 seeds. Okay, so even a single plant is enough to create serious problem and build large seed bank. Second is uh, we found that it does not really germinate at very high temperatures, like uh, we have wild turnip and turnip weed. So what that means that its seeds remain ungerminated through summer and they will germinate in winter crops. Another is I think in oil seed and pulse crops, at the moment very limited options are available to control this weed. And also, you know, some populations have been found resistant to group B herbicides in wheat, so that will be a big problem. Also, it has the ability to grow well and produce seeds in water-limited conditions. These all different traits makes this weed very difficult, and we need to manage this before it becomes a problem like wild radish in the West. Yeah, right. And you mentioned just there as well that you did look at the two biotypes of African turnip weed, so one from the higher rainfall environment of Dolby, Queensland, and one from the medium rainfall environment of St. George, Queensland. Can you just go into a little bit more detail about the reasoning behind looking at both those uh, biotypes? Yeah, I think there are uh, two important points here, or two different factors, we can say, water and biotypes. First is water, like weeds compete for several resources, I think everyone knows. But water is the most important one, and we have been observing drought-like conditions in the northern region of Australia now for a few years. Water stress can affect weed crop competition, and weeds may be favored due to greater plasticity in them versus your crops. And there was no information available on this emerging weed. Second was about biotypes, why we had two different biotypes. So our second question was to understand if there was a difference between biotypes collected from a high rainfall area, that is Dalby, versus medium rainfall area, that is St. George. Interestingly, the St. George biotype was affected less by water stress compared with the Dalby biotype. Just an example, the St. George biotype, it's produced around 40% seeds at 25% water holding capacity, where that was the stress given in our study, maximum stress. So that was compared with 100% water holding capacity when there was no stress at all. But the Dalby biotype, it produced only less than 1% seeds in these conditions. So what's its implications actually? If biotypes similar to the St. George biotype, they evolve herbicide resistance, it will be hard to manage this weed. Second is if such biotypes, their seed, they spread in high rainfall areas, they may become even more serious because they will produce much higher numbers of seeds. 
So with increasing frequency of uh, water stress or drought conditions, management solutions for biotypes with greater adaptation to drought are particularly important. So information from this study uh, may be used to evaluate the effect of water limitation on weed crop contractions in different areas, and that's through crop modeling. Right. And you've kind of basically gone over the details in those last couple of questions of why it is important to do weed ecology studies, like the one you've done on African turnip weed. And you mentioned that there wasn't really anything on this weed yet. Can you just go into a little bit of detail about why it is important to do weed ecology studies, especially on weeds like African turnip weed, which don't have that much information gathered on them? Yeah, well, I like to emphasize here that in Australia, the importance of such studies is underestimated. How would you manage a pest if you do not know its biology? And that's why we, we means when I say we weed scientists, are far behind than pathologists and entomologists because they first learn about their pest's biology and life cycle and then develop management strategies. I just want to give an example. Around five decades ago, it was reported that, oh, now herbicides are with us and a weed-free environment will be with us in a few years. But what happened? Now, have we got rid of any particular weed? I don't think so. And we have got even more difficult weeds. So in the weed research area, we need to first understand biology and ecology of weeds and then incorporate that information in integrated weed management strategies. I just want to give two examples here. First is understanding germination of a weed in response to light. That will provide information if a weed can emerge if buried in the soil or under a crop canopy. For example, wild oats. It can even emerge from uh, 10 centimeter depth. Another example is uh, uh, temperature response. If a weed germinates at a wi very wide range of temperature, what that suggests, that information suggests that uh, that weed can germinate throughout the year if moisture is available. And example is common saw thistle. Now we can see this weed throughout the year. We've kind of highlighted throughout the interview there the findings that came about from the study, but can you just sum up the core findings which would be important for people to really consider about African turnip weed that you found? Yeah, here I think uh, I want to just emphasize more on germination ecology. So we had two populations in this study. One was collected from fence line and another from cropped area. And we wanted to know if there was any difference between these two. And the good thing is that both populations behaved more or less similarly to different environmental factors. So it means there was not much adaptation. So a few um, points there. We found high germination and which occurred at winter and spring temperatures, but very few seeds germinated at the summer temperature. Light was not a requirement, means it was not an absolute requirement for germination, but it did stimulate germination. Another with the, at, at different stress conditions, seeds of African turnip weed germinated at a very wide range of pH, that's ranging from 4 to 10. What does that mean? That it means that soil conditions may not affect its germination. The seeds also germinated at high salt concentrations, so it may become a problem in coastal areas or where we have got high salt concentrations. And also it germinated at high water stress conditions. Uh, in uh, our port trials, in um, where we found that it mostly germinated from the soil surface, 
and when we buried seeds at 1 cm depth, no emergence was observed. Another was, uh, we did a small trial also where we added uh, wheat crop residue at different amounts, ranging from 0 to 6 ton per hectare. 6 ton means where we have got high input and high output system. So what we found that addition of that uh, residue at 6 ton per hectare, it reduced emergence of this weed by 60 to 75 percent compared with no residue retention. Okay, and so what would be the best strategy for controlling this weed then? In addition to these uh, two studies, we are also conducting a few other trials on its phenology. And uh, I think here I can uh, summarize a few points. As mentioned earlier, it can produce up to 100,000 seeds per plant. But uh, in our other trial, we found that its seeds on the soil surface, they last only for one to one and a half years. And these results suggest that we can deplete its seed bank very quickly if new seeds are not allowed. Right. Second, as I mentioned earlier, crop residue retention on the soil surface, it reduced its emergence. So in no-till farming system, we can manage it by integrating residue retention with other management practices. Third, I think we don't want uh, tillage now, but uh, if a large seed bank accumulates on the soil surface, a shallow tillage could be used strategically to bury those seeds below their maximum depth of emergence. And here I also want to uh, just uh, uh, include our other trials, small trials, that uh, in another phenology trial, we found that plants emerging in May were more prolific than June and July emerging plants. So more emphasis should be given on early emerging plants. And most important is about crop competition. We found that crop competition, that is around 18 centimeter rows in wheat, they did not allow this weed to grow and produce seeds. So we can manage this weed uh, using crop competition. Another point I want to emphasize here, that crop competition alone cannot provide complete control. Okay, then this should be integrated with herbicide use, especially pre-emergence herbicides. Because I personally see the role of crop competition, whether we are talking about narrow rows or high planting density or weed competitive cultivars, I see their role at later stages. That is around three to four weeks after crop planting. All right. Well, thank you so much, Bagarath. I think, yeah, you've provided lots of detailed information there about African turnip weed, and it's really excellent that you're doing the work on the ecology and the phenology because, like you said, it's important to have a good understanding of these weeds so that management strategies can be correctly applied and, and you can get the best science out of how to approach controlling these kind of weeds. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much.